Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show for reaching millions of people, regardless of what your business is. We are here to help you get your message out, to find you some inspiration. And today, we're talking about one of my personal favorite subjects ever. It gets a really weird rap. If you've never heard of NLP or neurolinguistic programming, today that is what we're talking about. Please put whatever judgment you have on the shelf, pay attention. My guest today, Julie Paulston, is going to share with us all about NLP and how it can help you break through your mental blocks. Julie, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Steve, thank you so much for having me. I think that you bring up a good point that we have to put preconceived notions to the side because we don't learn anything if we already think, oh, I already know all about that. So I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. It is my pleasure. So take us back. First off, what is neuro-linguistic programming? So neuro-linguistic programming is literally being able to go in and rewire your brain. So all of us have had instances in our lives that usually goes back all the way back to when we're childhood and we have emotions and we have something that happens to us and we get a, almost like it's dropped into our brain. And in that instant, we feel an emotion and throughout our lives, when anytime anybody quote unquote makes us feel like that again, it just builds up and builds up and builds up in our subconscious. And so what NLP does, it allows us to go back into even back to that very first event and rewrite that event. So it, um, I call it emptying the poo-poo pit of the mind, and it allows you to get all those repressed emotions about people, places, events in your life, and to be able to clear them out so you can live, live a healthy, happy life. Okay. I think that's a pretty, pretty good definition. So if people are like, I don't, have traumatic experiences or I don't, I I just want the fix. Just give me the quick, easy fix, the tactic that works. What do you think about that kind of stuff? Um, so I've battled my weight my whole entire life and I'm still looking for the magic pill that I can take and lose 20 pounds tomorrow. So I think it's a lot similar. I mean, there really is no quote unquote, quick fix. It really is. Even if you think you have never had anything happen to you when you were two, somebody told, you, no, And if you don't think that anything has happened, I question when you're driving down the road or do you get shopping cart rage where you're in the grocery store and somebody won't move out of your way? Do you have road rage? Uh, Some of the other things, Karens of the world. When we have those things that come up in our lives, that's repressed from your childhood where you didn't know how, and it's no fault of your own or anybody else around you. You didn't know how to deal with that. So you didn't know how to release that and let it go and be able to know how to allow that emotion to just be and work with that emotion. Got it. Okay. So something, if people are listening to this and they're like, I've heard of NLP, it sounds like some new age BS or like, I don't really know. I know where it came from. Do you mind sharing with us a little bit of the history? Like where did NLP get started and what were some of the things that brought it to the forefront and where it is today? Just give us a real quick history lesson. So NLP actually has been around for hundreds of years. So NLP came from psychiatrists and doctors who realized that there is 
there's things that happen with our brain that our subconscious stores everything in our muscular skeletal system. And so they were able to realize that underneath, and I hate the word hypnosis because people think I'm going to make you stand on stage and balk like a chicken. And that's not what it is. But through hypnosis, you're able to access parts of the brain that consciously we can't normally access. And so 4% of our brain is conscious. 96% is unconscious. So, um, Pip, and I cannot remember the last name, it's escaping me. Um, they went through and they were able to come up with and realize that they were able to help people heal through putting them into a meditative or hypnosis state and be able to integrate personalities. There's so many different things that go along with NLP that I could take like two hours to explain it all. Awesome. That's, I mean, that's a pretty good overview. And for anyone out there who is like hypnosis, that's not about necessarily getting you to stand on stage. Um, I'm also a certified hypnotist. Uh, it is about getting you out of your head. If anyone's ever said you're so in your head that you can't like break through, it's because we have all these thoughts that are up here and they're super high level. Your subconscious is exactly what you said. It's the 90% of you that is over here. And then you don't like, it's what causes actions that you don't necessarily understand. It's where your dreams come from. It's where like random thoughts that pop in your head. If you listen to somebody's self-talk over and over and over again, that's like the subconscious and all hypnosis is, is getting your mind, your like frontal lobe that's talking all the time to be quiet. So you can access the subconscious and start to work with it and start to undo some of those beliefs that have been in there since childhood. So Julie, you gave us a great history lesson. Where did all of this start for you? I would love to hear like where that came from. So um, just to put it out there, I was one of those people. Uh, I went through what I call the trifecta of unfortunate events in 2020. Uh, I broke my wrist in three places, July 11th, August 27th. I lost my corporate job as a speaker and trainer of nine years and September 15th, Hurricane Sally destroyed my home and I lost everything that I owned. So the universe had been talking to me and saying, hey, we got all this great stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm just gonna put you in spiritual voicemail. I'll check it later. I need a job. And I, through a series of events, I ran into my mentor and when they were explaining what NLP was, I was one of those people. I was like, okay, this is some woo-woo crap. I, I don't understand what that is. That's some voodoo stuff. You're not going to make me quack like a duck. No. And I set out to prove them wrong. I was that person. Oh, I'm going to prove you wrong. This doesn't work. And the first time I was so resistant, my conscious mind was like, yep, nope, we're not doing this. And then as I started actually doing the healings and then seeing the transformation in my own life. I thought, okay, now I, I hear you universe. I hear you Gus, which I call God universe spirit. I hear you. I'm listening. Let's look at this a little bit further. And you brought up a really good point that I want to touch on. The reason why most people it's January, everybody said all these new year's resolutions the reason why most of the people quit within the first 90 days is because their conscious mind, they're trying to power through with that 4% without paying attention to the limiting beliefs that sit in the background saying, you know what? You've never lost that weight before. Oh no, you've never made that much money before. You're not really that smart, are you? Oh, you're not really worth it. So that's the, what we do is we go through and help people to take those limiting beliefs, really look at them, is it true? 
show me the facts that make it true. And then if it's not true, then let's look at releasing it so that you can reclaim your power and your purpose and live the life that you've always wanted to. Awesome. I mean, that's so in your own life, how did that start to happen? If you don't mind sharing one or two of the personal things, because it sounds like you probably had some limiting beliefs in there. What were some that started to come up and what happened when you healed them and moved through them a little bit? So imposter syndrome is a huge one for me. Like, who am I? And Marianne Williams, that's my favorite quote. Who are you not to be talented and beautiful and shine your light? And so for me, I, I lived under this rock of not worthy enough that I'm not smart enough that, you know, I was just a dumb hairstylist. And so working through these allowed me to also start to help friends and family. And then I started seeing the change in their life. Um, I started back into the gym. I was working out, but I actually went back to CrossFit and because I always had this misconception of, I wasn't going to be strong enough and I couldn't do it because I'm 55 years old. And so I thought, oh, I've got all these things. I'm actually watching my life turn around. I'm seeing people in places and things come into my life exactly when I need them. Every time I have one of those limiting beliefs pop up, I actually now can see it as, oh, hey, Becky, nice to see you. When fear comes in, I can look at it and say, okay, is there a saber tooth tiger coming at me? No, what this is, is that I know I'm getting ready to hit that next level. Step forward instead of stepping back and actually walking into it and releasing it and realizing that that most of the stuff that's going on in my brain and my talk to myself is simply my ego trying to keep me safe. And so it allows me to really journal and write out and take that minute to think, okay, Julie, is this, is this really accurate or is this something that maybe we need some help with and, and being vulnerable enough and being open enough to let somebody help me, which has been something that I never did in my life. I'm like, got my sword, I got my shield, I'm good to go. And now it's like, okay, I'm, I'm open. And, and that is huge, especially when you're an entrepreneur, because you think, you know, you got, you got everything together. So nope, not really. <laughs> I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to be open. Hey, thanks for taking a moment to check out this episode of Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Have you ever thought about building your own webinar or using public speaking to reach your ideal audience? Well, if you'd like my help with it, over the last several years, I have built more than 40 live events for clients just like you. In the last 18 months, I've helped 32 entrepreneurs build their webinar with over $5 million in cumulative sales. If you'd like to see how I can work with you, or if you'd be interested in having me speak at your event or be on your podcast, go to steven.coffee, that's S-T-E-V-E-N dot C-O-F-F-E-E, to book a short call with me and see how we can work together. All right, let's jump back to the episode. So, okay, let's let's talk. You brought up entrepreneurship. So let's talk a little bit about what are some of the ways you talked about imposter syndrome. What are some of the other things that you have seen that hold entrepreneurs back that I want to I want to talk about both the conscious and the unconscious. So conscious, you see a lot of people say, I want to make a million dollars. That's like the 95% of entrepreneurs say, I want to make a million dollars. That's their conscious. Their unconscious, though, obviously has something way different going on because they're struggling to make $10,000. So how do you how do you see, like, what are the subconscious beliefs that are floating around in there? 
The biggest one is fear. The biggest one is fear because if you never made $10,000, it is terrifying, number one. And number two, your conscious mind has to figure out how it's going to happen while your unconscious mind really it's not about how it's going to happen. It's allowing yourself to believe that it can happen. We don't think we're worthy. That's it. Number one is fear. Number two, that worthiness comes up. The stories that you used to get told all the time as a child, money doesn't grow on trees. It, you have to work really hard to get money. Uh, money is the root of all evil. So all of these things that you were taught from the ages of zero to seven, from that age group, your parents never lied. As a child, you don't think your parents lie. So if you grew up in a family where your parents were like, oh, money doesn't grow on trees. You know, we can't get that this week. You know, we don't have the money for that. That actually gets programmed into your subconscious. So that is the main thing that I see with entrepreneurship is number one is fear. Then it turns into they don't feel worthy of having that money. And they don't really pick the people that actually have done it. It's, it's finding that mentor that has actually done it, that is actually living that life. And once again, when that happens, that fear kicks in and that self-worthiness kicks in. And then it's an almost an unconscious belief that, mm, yeah, I, I don't think that's for me. It sounds good. And I'm going to surface do it. I'm going to surface do the work. And then when it doesn't happen, it justifies why you believe that it wasn't for you. So you brought up another, you're kind of hinting at like self-sabotage a little bit right there. Oh, absolutely. So that's, a, that's another one that you see a lot in entrepreneur circles. Do you mind talking a little bit? What are some of the outward signs? We'll call them conscience signs of self-sabotage. So the, there's four levels of self-sabotage. The first level is you're completely oblivious. Like it just happens and you're the one that weren't, oh, look at my life. Everything always happens to me. That's the oblivious. Then it's, you see it after it happens. You're like, oh my God, I shouldn't have walked down that road. I knew I was going to fall in the hole. The third level is you detect it as it's happening. You're like falling in the hole. You're like, ah, oh crap, I'm in the hole again. And then the fourth level is you see the hole, you know better. And so you choose a different path. How it shows up in entrepreneurship is that you'll be working on social media but what you're really doing is scrolling. So you're in messages, but you're not asking for the sale. You are, you're doing lots of busy work, but you're not wanting to do the unsexy work. You want to do the, the highlight reel underneath it though, is that really diving in and talking to the people and finding out what do they really want and believing that you have the solution that will get them to the place that they need to be. Does that answer okay. your question? Yeah, that's a pretty good pretty good overview. So I want to go a little bit further. How do you fix that? Like what is the subconscious, unconscious belief that is powering that? Because you see that all the time. Like people will do the stuff that like I, I lay it out on a scale, right? There's the stuff that you love doing. There's the stuff that you hate doing. And then there's that gray area. And we'll mm -hmm. always do the stuff that we love doing. Then we'll do some of the gray area stuff, but we won't do, and it's not necessarily how hard the stuff is. It really ties to what we feel about the stuff, but how do you, what do you do in NLP hypnosis? What is your method to get people to do the hard 
quote, unsexy things. How do you, how do you change that stuff around? Because there are some people who are just like, nope, I'm not doing it. It doesn't feel good. I'm not doing it. And I, I, contrary to popular belief, there's shit that you have to do that doesn't feel good. And there is stuff that you just have to put your head down. And until you have enough money to pay somebody to do it for you, you have to do. That's called grit. That's called determination. And that's called, I am going to do X. I'm going to be an entrepreneur, which means this. You got to eat the frog first. I mean, you have to eat yeah. the frog first. It's, it's, that's an old saying. And it's one of my favorites. Get up in the morning, eat the frog first, because after that, everything is gravy. What we do with NLP is we can actually go into the unconscious mind and change the script. You can pull up a picture. And if you can't see, I was one of those people that, you know, you would ask me to close my mind and, or close my eyes and envision a, a white light or whatever it was with meditation. I was like, uh, uh-uh. I don't see light, but I could feel it. So you can go in and actually have someone pull up either a picture of a feeling of what it is in the moment of that when they're self-sabotaging, then we can pull up what they want to happen. So eating the frog first, feeling good about sitting down at their desk and not being distracted. And then we can superimpose the pictures in the subconscious mind, which will override the previous programming of oh, well, I don't like sitting down at my desk. I don't like sending out invoices. Oh, I don't like doing this. Oh, I think I'm going to go put my laundry in or whatever it is that comes up for you. And now that you're listening to this, I double dog dare you to start paying attention to your thoughts. Because if you don't know better, you can't do better. But once you realize and start to understand, it's your responsibility to do better because we need to be better for the next generation. We need to be better for the next person coming down because as coaches, as mentors, and as leaders, we need to leave this better than we ever found it. And the only way we can do that is to make sure that we're doing the deep healing. Awesome. I think, um, I mean, the... So one thing I want to point out for people who are like, what is this mental picture? I don't meditate stuff. So there's three ways that everybody experiences something, right? We're either going to be your feeler. So kinesthetic or your auditory, you hear, or your visual and you see, usually there's one predominant. And then there's one that's like, you know, it's like an 80, 20 thing. And the third one is not there very much at all. Um, I am highly visual. I am somewhat kinesthetic and I am very low auditory. Like I know myself. So if I want to learn things, I'm visual. This is why vision boards or mind movies work really well for those kind of people. And you're doing the same thing with your head. So if you're like, how does this really work? We're giving you something that when you work with somebody who's in an NLP, they're going to take their time and build this stuff out with you and really dive in. It works really well. It was one of the things that I did in 2014 that really shifted a lot of past beliefs for me. For those of you who don't know, uh, I worked in restaurants for 20 years of my life. I transitioned out of restaurants and became, I wanted to hold events. I wanted to speak on stages. I failed miserably for the first year, 2014, and then started growing my business and growing my business and growing my business um, until it reached multiple six figures and over a million dollars. But it started off as me making a commitment to do something, then doing the work. And the work was not sexy. It was not easy. Dealing with past stuff is not fun, but I went through all of that. And that is NLP was a great tool in that. So Julie, I'm going to let you 
share. If people want to get in touch with you, if people want to learn more about you, where should they go? So I love it. I've got dogs behind me. You got to love actual, you know, the UPS driver is here and he doesn't have treats. So you'll have to forgive me. <laughs> so if people want to find me, Facebook is the best place to find me. Like that's where I live. I love Facebook. Uh, it's my name, Julie Paulston. Um, go away, UPS driver, go away. Uh, I'm on Instagram. And then uh, I also am on LinkedIn, but Instagram and Facebook are the two places to find me the quickest and the fastest. Cool. Um, I mean, Facebook, we will link down below. So if you click in the show notes, you will be able to find Julie's Facebook with no problem. Um, we'll probably link your Instagram as well. I know you have a lead magnet that is coming out. Tell us a little bit about what that is. I'm looking through the notes here. So I, I used to hate journaling. Like I was the one that was like, there's just no way it doesn't work. It's, it's kind of like my whole belief with NLP. Oh, this is just woo woo crap. I'm not going to do it. I have found that with journaling though, I am able to get all of the crap that's in my head out. So I created a 31 day journal so that you can, it's got prompts. It goes through all of your financial, spiritual, personal, just different. Every week is a different prompt and a different group of prompts to really start you on that journey of healing. Awesome. So all of that is linked in the show notes. If you have any interest in NLP, you can Google it. You can go on YouTube, but I would really recommend just reach out to somebody that can have a discussion with you. That's what I did. I tried to watch some videos and like, I wasn't getting anywhere. I was almost getting more confused when I reached out to somebody and they walked me through all of it. It definitely changed things for me all the way back in 2014. There is no way that I would be where I am today without it. So reach out to Julie. She'll be able to guide you a little bit on your journey and answer any questions that you may have. Absolutely. And I do 30 minute uh, complimentary discovery calls where I also run them through a, li a limiting belief clearing so that they can actually see the power of NLP. And it's not anything deep and not anything woo woo, but it actually gives them the ability to see that if you can make a change in just 15 minutes, what can it do for the rest of your life? Awesome. Julie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing the pieces of your journey and discussing things. Um, it was truly awesome to talk about NLP. Again, I haven't talked about that in probably more than a couple of years. So thank you so much Love for it. sharing with us. Thank you so much, Steve, for having me. I will talk about NLP any day of the week. <laughs> awesome. Well, to everyone else out there, until next time, take action, change lives and make money. We'll see you soon. Are you looking to scale your business, but trying to figure out how to get your message across? Well, go to storyselling.how to grab my free course that will show you how to discover everything that you need to build your business through stories. These stories work, whether it's in social media, email, or public speaking, there are five core stories that you'll learn. You'll be able to use all of them by the time you're done with this course. Again, that is storyselling.how. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to tune in next time.